Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, O Dog. We got some sponsors for dropping in. The first one is Beachly. Well, the holidays are just around the corner. And, gentlemen, if you need an idea for a great gift, I think Beachly is it. O Dog, have you bought your wife a present yet? No, I haven't, but this sounds like the perfect gift. It's one of those gifts that just keeps giving. Um, they get a box every month. It's stuff that they like. Um, great idea, great gift. It is. It's Beachly. It's B-E-A-C-H dot L-Y. That is their website. It's beach dot L-Y. Um, and, you know, they send four boxes a year. Depends on the season. So right now we're on winter. So they would send you a winter box if you ordered right now. It's got over $200 worth of swag in it. Each box has six to eight pieces of apparel including like accessories, home decor, beauty and wellness, fragrance, and more from brands based in California, Hawaii, and just all over the world. And again, each box has over $200 worth of items for only $99. And right now, because it is the holidays, you can get an additional $25 off that regular price of $99 per box by going to Beachly, that's uh, their website, that's beach.ly. And if you uh, enter the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, you get an extra $25 off uh, your, your purchase. Um, the holiday season is just around the corner. Beachley is the perfect gift for yourself and the man or woman, child, friend, or relative in your life who loves the beach, even if they live far from the coast. Beachley sends the best of the beach lifestyle straight to the door each season. All the pieces from each box are high quality, stylish, and best of all, items they'll actually use and love. That is Beachly, B-E-A-C-H dot L-Y. This episode of Dropping In is also brought to you by 8Sleep. Oh, dog, do you ever have sleep issues? Dude, I've had insomnia my whole life, and I need to buy one of these beds. It sounds amazing, especially for a married man like myself. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, we need our eight hours of sleep. And if I don't get my eight hours of sleep, I am cranky. I am irritable. I am not functioning at my highest performance. Odog, when you don't get your eight hours, how are you feeling? Uh, a train wreck, a, a yeah. plane crash, um, you name it. I'm absolutely <laughs> horrible. And my wife and I argue about what temperature to, to leave the house every single night. Mm. Last night, I'm like, hey, it's kind of cold. She's like, it's hot. She says it's hot, it's cold. It's that typical back and forth with, the individual's temperature. Well, it sounds like you need the pod by eight sleep. This bed is called a pod. It's a high tech bed where you can literally control the temperature on your side of the bed. So if your partner thinks it's too cold and you think it's too hot, no big deal. You each set the temperature on your side to what you need. That dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking enhances your rest and recovery. The bed learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. It's a crazy comfortable bed. Try the pod for 100 nights. If you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. And for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. Again, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. And... We got one more sponsor. Dude, we're blowing up. We are, dude. Dropping in is blowing up. And we're sponsored as well by MyBookie. If you love surfing, MyBookie is where you need to go to bet on surfing or any sport for that matter. MyBookie, it's, it's mybookie.ag is the website. It's one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit 
of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day. So you can take your game to the next level. Whether you're betting on the NFL, college bowls around the corner, the NBA, the NHL is in full swing. You can bet on surfing, you name it, parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for. My bookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use the promo code BLV to get half of your initial deposit and free wagers. That means if you put in 2000 bucks, they'll add 1000 to it. That's a great deal, right, O-Dog? Dude, that's insane. And you know what? This is such a cool uh, thing to have because back in the day um, when it was super hard to gamble online in this country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we wanted to gamble on surfing, um, I, I heard rumor that you'd call <laughs> your Australian friend and um, y- he would uh, do it for you. So <laughs> the fact that this exists in, uh, in the sport of surfing is absolutely amazing. So yeah, do the, it. The, the world of sports gambling has come a long way from the days when you called your shady bookie. That is right. Make sure to check out the site that is mybookie.ag during this promotion because they're going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So go sign up for mybookie with the code BLV. This stands for believe. The promo code is BLV at mybookie.ag and start winning today. Are you ready, O-Dog? Oh, let's bring it, man. We have so much exciting stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Beautiful. We're putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. dog you know we're not we don't have a guest for this week's edition of dropping in because the pipe masters dropped in what an insane event we've been sitting here on standby for how long dude i mean since the last time we taped two shows i think it's been a while it's been a while and you know what it lived up it was absolutely insane a cracker of an event um i mean i mean what type of of world tour comes down to one heat that's all I gotta say. Crazy. The last heat of the of the year, uh, deciding. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait to jump into it, and we waited so long. Has that? I'm guessing it's happened before, where the world title was literally decided by the last heat, where basically the winner of that heat is the champion, right? I mean, we've had world title races come down to the final heat, but not necessarily where the two surfers in it are fighting for the world championship, right? Has that ever happened? You know. You know? I, I'm not sure. I believe it happened with Kelly and Andy um, at Pipeline as well. Um, but I'm not sure if it happened um, other than that. Um, and I don't know if that happened in the finals. I, I remember that, but I don't know oh, if yeah. those two were in the finals. You know, I think, I think that got settled like in the semis or this was a really crazy situation. You literally had number one and number two in the final with the winner deciding the world title. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was like a perfect setup, right? Oh my gosh. The whole event honestly was such a good setup. I mean, you had uh, a, an Olympic battle going on constantly between mm-hmm. John, John and Kelly, super rad to watch. Then you had a triple crown battle going on between Michelle Perez, uh, Kelly Slater and Ethan Ewing, who wasn't even in the event. That was super <laughs> fun to watch. He's like, uh-huh. oh, would that, wouldn't that just suck for Ethan Ewing? I mean, the guy rips dude. He's so good. He's that talented. But he's like such a quiet, you know, kind of in the backdrop type person watching the event while, while you're in the lead of the Triple Crown and just praying every like for two weeks almost of, of like, <laughs> come on, guys, don't don't win. Of course, the spoil man, the goat himself took it. I love it. I, lo- I, I feel like 
like how, and, and you know, I, I know, uh, from being on tour and, and, uh, working on tour and interviewing a lot of the top guys that a lot of like, were, they were really mad that Kelly Slater existed. Like, you, do you, you know what I mean? Like there are some guys <laughs> that yeah. just, that, that would have been world title people, you know, if, if just like, you know what I mean? Like it, it cause he, oh, yeah. he wiped out so many time periods that he, he was just, uh, he's like a human that wasn't fair. You know, he like came down from another planet and, and you know, you got Taj Burrow, you know, had how many seconds, Taylor Knox, how many seconds, you know, it's, it's, um, oh, the, yeah. well, first, well, first of all, Joel Parkinson, I mean, he did get one world title, but he would have had like five or six Dude, if exactly. it wasn't for Kelly, right? Totally. Uh, Mick, Mick Fanning would have probably had like seven or eight instead yes. of the three he has. Taj, uh, Taj would have two. Taj would have, yeah, exactly. At least one and probably two or three. Yep. Rob Machado would have a there world title. He would if too. it wasn't for Kelly Slater. Dude, uh, dude, I'm, so I think crazy. Sonny Garcia would have more. I think Sonny yes. has one, right? Yes, Sonny has one. Yes. And he'd have more than that if it yes. wasn't for Kelly. Oh I, 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 I totally get it. I, I, Andy Irons. Andy Irons could, would possibly be considered the greatest surfer ever yeah, you're if it right. wasn't he'd for probably, Kelly Slater. Yeah. yeah, he'd probably have a, at least another two or three. And he had three, which is at amazing. Least, amazing. At least. And I, and I think he won those three consecutively, right? I mean, if I'm not mistaken... He did off of and, Kelly, kind of, which is cool. And, yeah, and Kelly kind of just was like, "All right, I'm coming back now. You've had enough." Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> so good, amazing. So yeah, I, I I get I can understand people griping about that. And yeah, here now Kelly's like 47, 48 years old, winning the Vans Triple Crown. And again, I highly doubt that was Kelly's goal. He was he he never surfs in those other contests usually, but I think he was kind of trying to warm up for the Pipe Masters um, because of how important the Olympics were for him to qualify yes but, yeah. but it was interesting um i mean typical kelly fashion um it's like oh yeah i don't really care you know and then and then like he shows up at sunset you know what i mean it, and, and <laughs> so, so, you know what i mean it's a total like he's such a competitive human being he's so precise um but it but it was rad i mean uh, to be that old and to win the triple crown and to do good again it was really really awesome um you know i know there's a lot of controversy in the media and with surfers going, dude, can you please retire? You know, like <laughs> almost like, Hey, you've hit so many high points. Can you just pick one and just, just go yeah. like, you know, but, but then again, I'm, I have mixed emotions because it's so fun to watch, like to be an inspiring, to see him of that course. Old rushing it. I guarantee you that like, even those surfers who have lost out on a lot of accomplishments because of Kelly, I guarantee you, even they in a large regard are still happy that he exists because he's done so much for the sport. I mean, so much of the fan interest is solely because of him, you know, yes. that it's almost like the, in the same regard that Michael Jordan in the nineties, I mean, he, the dude wins six world titles. There are countless all time greats in basketball who will never have a championship ring because of Jordan, but I don't think they resent him that much for that simply because they're aware of just the greatness, you know, I mean, greatness is such a, a rare, hard to obtain thing in life that when you see it and it's in front of you, you just, you should appreciate it. Right. I mean, that's totally, that's Kelly. Totally. No, in a nutshell, that great, great call. That is Kelly, the goat, the greatest of all time. It's gotta be the goat. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's really crazy. It's, it was his first Vance uh, triple crown title since 1998. If I heard that correctly. Yes. That crazy with that, that 21 is. years, 21 years. That is insane because I guarantee yeah. there are people like that guy you you mentioned uh, who was in one of the three finalists entering the Pipe Masters. Ethan was that his name? I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, Ethan Ewing and Michelle Perez. The tough yeah. one for Michelle Perez is he's won 
uh, Haliva, and he's won pipe, but he's never right. won the triple crown. That's got to hurt too. <laughs> well, well, with Ethan, what I was going to say is, is there's probably a good chance he's he was not even alive the last time Kelly Slater won the triple crown. Oh I don't know how gosh. old he is. I'm just throwing that off the top of my head, but. <laughs> I'm guessing someone like that who is not on the CT is probably really young, right? Oh, you're <laughs> trying you're, to get on there. You're, you're close to right. I think he's in his young 20s. So he might have oh. been like two or three or something. That's crazy thought. <laughs> that is crazy. So, so here's my one gripe of the event before we kind of talk about the whole world title thing. And I think Gabriel Medina, we have a lot to talk about because that guy is a whole other character and his antics are definitely something to discuss. But in your opinion, I mean, look, we, we, the last time we taped a show was about a week ago and it was, it was a day after jaws and it was actually too big for pipe. And all indications were, were that the very next day they were going to run the event. Right. And yes. it didn't happen. And then you had another day that they just decided not to run it. Then you had another day. And all of a sudden it was day after day after day of lay days. But today, the today we're recording on December 20th. This would have been the last day of the window. And they kind of went up to it at the very end. Do you think they, they picked the right day? Like, do you think the way they kept stalling this thing and being picky about the day to run it, do, was that the right call, you think? You know, I, 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 I do. Um, for the first time in my life, um, I actually checked the cameras every time that they called it. And, you know, they had so many weird situations, like weird wind, but good waves, you know, like it was, it looks super frustrating. I think, I, I think, you know, they could have maybe done like uh, a half day during the big day, but then it was so windy, you know, it would have been super boring to watch. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's big, that's fun to watch. And there's big, that's really boring to watch a pipe mm -hmm. because there's, there's no good, there's a good one every couple hours. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and to, to throw all those title contentions out there, um, I, I think uh, with what mother nature gave them, they did a great job honestly. Um, and it's such a hard job. And, yeah, and those spells were really weird too. I mean, the, the one that was for that hit jaws is forecasted to, to shift and it didn't, you know, and, and pipe is a strange spot. Like it really mm -hmm. the perfect direction. You know, there's so many days people don't understand that pipe is six, seven, eight foot and it sucks. It's like the <laughs> worst wave ever. You look at it and you're like, you're like, God, I don't even know what that looks like. It looks like some weird big shore break. Like you would, closing out yeah. yeah closing out rocks everywhere and you're just like you know you, yeah you could go there and go that's a surf spot like huh weird <laughs> dude when, when you're uh growing up like uh what are your experiences with pipe like i don't think i'm ever gonna surf that place i'm guessing you have i mean you're a former competitor like i feel like every competitor has to at least dip their toes in that water like what's your what are what were your experiences with pipe yeah, when I was young, I surfed it quite a bit. Um, I mean, the challenge with pipe, though, unless you're in an event, everyone talks about this. I mean, uh, anyone who is an, uh, uh, like an upper pro surfer or mm -hmm. that's their career, they're surfing pipe. Do you know if they're surfing pipe? No, because it is so hard to get the good ones. Not right. even talent-wise, but like pecking order, you know, time of day. Like it's, it's, it's a really, really interesting lineup. Um, as far as actually getting a good one. So, um, yeah, I surfed a ton as a kid. I loved it. It's such a good wave. Um, I, I, you know, I don't like going left, uh, growing up in the land of heights. So <laughs> I would surf back uh -huh. door off the wall. Um, you know, and every once in a while I get a decent one of a perfect one. No, those always went to the good guys, you know, like Kelly Yeah. <laughs> or the yeah. locals. So, so, um, yeah, it's one of those lines, especially nowadays. I mean, on a good day, there's so many good surfers that are so 
dialed into that spot out, like literally 60, 70 surfers, you know, so, so to be in the, say, five good waves coming an hour, to be in one of those five out of the 70, it's, it's gnarly. Yeah, that, I, I, that's what I expect the, the biggest challenge of that wave is, besides the difficulty of the wave itself, is that it's where all the best surfers in the world are there. They know all the photographers are there. They know they got to accomplish that wave if they want to be one of the all-time greats. So it's just this one wave, this one peak, right? You, it might A-frame or fish, uh, occasionally, right? But, uh, but typically, it's just one wave. Yes. And you're fighting with like what? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like 60 to 80 other people, all of whom are super aggro, you know, testosterone filled, super competitive. It's not even like in the spirit of surfing really. Right. I mean, it's crazy. And then you have, you have people that dedicate their life to that wave. I mean, that's an interesting thing too. I mean, you don't find other places in the world like that. I mean, you have like Jamie O'Brien, you know, uh, Flynn Novak. There's these people that literally that, that was the, the focus of their life. Right. One wave and, and to get good ones out there. So they literally live right in front of it, you know, and they surf it whenever it's good. And they know every like rock. They literally snorkel there when it's flat. Um, mm. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the level's gnarly. That is gnarly. Yeah. Jamie O'Brien, um, you know, I'd love to get him back on the show at some point. He's, he's a funny guy. And, he, and I think he won Pipeline in 2004 as a wild card. I mean, he's forever in surfing lore for that amazing accomplishment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, that is crazy. The people are just dedicated to that one wave and that one area. That's like their whole world, right? It like is. that's all they do. It is. That that's they crazy. Even, they, they only hook up with the girls that'll look at pipe. And they, they, that's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here, so so the reason why I asked about the conditions is like is so when I was watching the semis with Kelly and like Kelly in a lot of ways. First of all, I cannot believe he's never beaten Italo. He's zero and four against him now, and that, and those losses are all at like waves that Kelly has mastered. I think he's he lost to Italo at Bells. He lost to Italo and Fiji. Now he's lost to him at Pipe. I mean, these are like Kelly's like signature waves that he I owns. Know. And Italo's just coming in here beating him in all these spots. Kelly, first of all, made some huge tactical errors in that heat. I mean, he passed up like there was a set set of waves coming. And he opted for the first one when the set wave was like third or fourth coming in. And he blew that. And he never got a good score. It was, it was a bummer. And, and the only re- that's the reason why I guess I asked about the conditions is, I mean, there was like a good 15 to 20 minutes in that heat where both surfers just sat there and just didn't do anything really. You know, it was such a massive lull. Like that was the one disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that, that was the challenge of that certain swell. Yeah. Was, um, there, there was a flurries. So, so, you know, there'd be a heat that was nonstop where, you know, two, two guys, each guy would get like an eight or two eights, you know, and like, so those were like super fun to watch. And then there were uh, lulls. That's just the sport of surfing. Right. And to, to be completely honest, Kelly, I mean, and he knew it. They, they showed video of him punching his board. Yep. He, blew it, he blew it on that set. He the, did. This, and, and they both actually did. I mean, the second wave of that set was the best wave of the heat. And there was no one on it. Uh, Kelly went on the first wave. Was I remember absolutely, that. Absolutely terrible. Italo went on the second one, which was okay. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, and I guess the third, it was insane. It would have been, for any of those guys with how good they are, it would have been, you know, a seven or, an, or a nine, somewhere in that, that area, just by standing up and getting in the tube and coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's it. It was a, it was a perfect hollow left. 
Perfect. And and you saw Kelly punching his board. He was pissed. He knew he blew it. Um, I know that was the one bummer. I mean, I, I just I, I I always hate it when Kelly loses because there aren't enough waves. You know, that always drives me nuts. And yeah. but he made a tactical error. I mean, he passed up. I mean, I think he did it twice. I mean, at the beginning, he he passed up that one set. Or he won the first one, which is like the worst wave of the set. And then, and he didn't even get out of it. Like he, he got swallowed up. And then I think there was one other wave too that he, he, he went on that he just really shouldn't have. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a bummer, especially because John John lost in the quarters to Medina. So I know. It, it was set up. All Kelly had to do was win. I mean, I that, all, all he had to do. I mean, that's one of the hardest things ever, but he was just two beats away. I was, I was really hoping he'd win because he talked about retiring and that would be such a cool way to go out. If he won that event at, at that age, that would have been amazing. Um, it would have been a fairy tale ending it would have been his eighth pipe masters. He would have held up Jerry Lopez's board and just said, drop the yeah. mic and sit him out, you know, yes. see the Olympics. Yes. But Hey, it's a podcast. So <laughs> he's Kelly, he's Kelly Slater. And, and um, uh, you know, you, you can even critique Kelly Slater and uh, I'm going to say it. So one, I think one thing that Kelly has an issue with right now um, in heats, and that is in the past, he was able to make an absolute, absolutely terrible wave into an amazing score. I mean, to where he's, I don't think he has, you know, he has it in him, but not as much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I think Kelly still relies on his ability to, to just turn you know, they call him the shark, you know, when he does, he's, they say he's more dangerous when he doesn't have priority. Um, but that is slowly fading. Um, and, and other guys have that ability as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Italo can, can, uh, you know, turn a three into a 10 because a guy is two feet tall and he does. <laughs> I know he's, like he is short, high. man. He's five, six. That is I small. Know. I know. That's so a very classic. small human being. Him and Adriana D'Souza are just these two little midgets. I just, I, such low centers of gravity, dude. You, you, all you got to do is just pop up. I know. I know. Just, <laughs> I know. He just he, he jumps when he's on the lip and he's just like helicoptering airs. It's so, <laughs> pretty rad to watch, dude. I, I, I like the guy. He's, he's awesome, dude. Everyone loves him. I, I, th- yes. I, I, think, I think it was pretty. I mean, the WSL uh, commentators, they, I guess they, did, they ran some uh, poll during the, the final heat for who people are rooting for. And it was almost dead middle. I think it, I think the poll came out like fifty two percent Italo, forty eight Medina. I was shocked at that. I thought it would be like eighty twenty in favor of Italo. Um, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know what though, Medina has uh, the biggest social following out of any surfer in, ever. Really? Like it, it's nuts. It's insane. His Instagram is crazy. Um, I know. I know. Uh, there's a, a few articles online that talk about uh, he he just signed with Adidas and and. Some people are saying, hey, you know, you know, then they're paying him a ton of money. They're paying him a million a year, comes out to $2,500 a day or something crazy. Wow. And, okay. and his logo is super low. Um, but the article I read talks about the fact that they're, they're utilizing him for his Instagram because he's, he's, he's so popular on Instagram. That so within crazy. his contract, he's got to post a, you know, a certain amount of Instagrams wearing the shoes and all, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's, it's nuts how popular the guy is. I mean, and, and we wouldn't know. Um, cause it's more of a global thing versus the right. United States thing. So, so, and again, the, the, it's, it's crazy that the pipe masters came to, so, in, you know, by the end of the day, we found out that, um, again, Italo is the world champion. We found out Kelly Slater won the Vance triple crown. We found out, uh, that John, John Florence incredibly is going to the Olympics as the second rep. 
um, which he must be super stoked about. But another thing we found out, which is, which is crazy, and we've covered it on this podcast for a while, is that Gabriel Medina, uh, back you know, a couple months at this event in Portugal, he got eliminated for, um, for violating a, a weight priority, right? I, I think he lost in the, in the quarters of that event or semis. If he had won that event, he would have secured the world title in Portugal. Yeah. yeah. But for some stupid reason, and we got to go back in time here because he went ahead and decided to just cut off uh, this kid, uh, Ibelli. What's, what's, what's the guy's name? It's uh, yeah, Kaya. Kaya. Kaya Ibelli. Ibelli, yeah. He cuts Kaya Ibelli off. I mean, it was, and he made a big deal about it. He kept, remember, he, he kept arguing about it on social media afterwards, trying to make a case that he didn't violate wave priority when it was obvious to everyone but him that he blatantly, you know, violated a, a very simple rule, rule of who has priority. He lost that heat. And now we know that cost him the world title. And here's, here's the other crazy part is that he did the exact same thing in, I believe, the round of 16 to the same surfer, Ibelli again. So funny. And, and this is a crazy story. I didn't know about, I missed this. I didn't see this during the event. It wasn't until I came online later and started to watch and started reading some stories that Medina this time intentionally cut off Ibina. Did you see this? I, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it, it, was, it was in his court, so he was able to do it. Um, but he, I think, I know, he's so aggressive, dude. He's so gnarly. Um, so, it, yeah, just to explain to people, like, Gabriel Medina, basically, because he had, he, he had the luxury of doing so because yes. of the score. So, basically, if you, if, you, if you violate a priority rule, I think they discount your second highest score, if I'm not mistaken. You lose yes. that score, right? And that's what cost him in Portugal. Yep. In this case, he, he was in this quarterfinal heat with, uh, uh, with Ibelli. Yeah, Kaiwa Belly, and Kaiwa Belly did not have any scores. He just had two super like dinky little scores because there were no good waves pretty much this entire heat. Right? It was just this yeah. massive lull. So Medina knows that he's ahead of him so much that even though he didn't have priority, he cut him off, prevented Belly from taking this wave that would have won the heat for him. Yeah, but because the rules allowed it, he he cut him off, and it, it was very controversial. Dude, he's so gnarly. He's so aggressive. He he pushes the rule book. Like he literally is on the edge of getting interferences a lot. Um, Gabriel Medina. I mean, maybe that's why he wins so much, you know? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was well, here well, here's the crazy thing. So again, Medina like literally interfered with the belly to prevent a belly from getting this high score and did not matter because there were really not that many high scores to begin with. Uh, but there was this other rule in the WSL rule book that is, and, and I don't know if like the judges were not aware of this. I don't know if Medina was not aware of this, but there's a rule that's, it's a, uh, and hero dog, I'm actually going to share my, my screen so you can see it with me. Um, I know what, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can yeah, see can my see screen it. now. Yeah. So uh, it's rule 171.11 and the rule is titled serious unsportsmanlike interference. And the rule states if the discipline director and commissioner's office determined that an interference during an event was intentional, which this clearly was, unsportsmanlike and of a serious nature, notwithstanding any penalty available under Article 188, which includes suspensions and whatnot, a surfer will lose the benefit of counting their best event result when calculating the ranking on the relevant tour. So what this is saying is that 
is that other surfers could have made a case to discount Medina altogether for doing that. So I don't know if you could do that. I mean, there's like conflicting rules. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, I think the rule book does need to be cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, but it's, a, it's a, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I, 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 I really like this rule, but I feel like within the sport of surfing, there's, there's kind of a lot of gray area rules, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of them are because of mother nature, you know, and then some of them are, are obviously because it's, it's such a judgment call. Um, you know, it's, it, other sports have the same issue, you know, any we, sport that's judged, um, has similar issues, but, um, I, I think it's a great role. I mean, cause dude, it, it's preventing what used to happen and what used to happen is shitty surfers won world titles. It <laughs> sucked. It was boring. It, it was, it was hindering our sport for years until they finally started creating rules that deem the best surfer to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but once again, now we're getting into bullying again. So, um, I mean, Gabriel Medina absolutely rips, but yeah, you make a great point, dude. I mean, people were like, I mean, it was a weird situation and people on one hand were kind of showing respect for it because he was following the rules. It was, it was a tactic. Right. But on the other hand, I mean, Kelly Slater was, is always going to be considered the ultimate tactician in terms of being a competitive surfer. I've never seen him to pull something like this. You know, I think a lot of the purists and a lot of the people who value the sportsmanship of competitive surfing strongly disavowed this and, 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 uh, voiced disapproval. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think this just make a rule just that just disallows it. I just don't see what the benefit is to let surfers do that. You know, no, I agree. I I, I agree. That would be the, the easiest way to clean it up because the fact that you could do this and turn our sport into a tactical sport. Yeah. um, It's kind of silly, you know, I mean, it's just like you said, uh, we want the best surfer to win. So if Kyle got shacked out of his mind on that wave and won, then, you know, he should have been deemed the winner. You should have. Yeah. And so anyway, so Gabriel Medina gets a runner up. I believe this is the second time um, he's entered the pipe masters with a world title on the line and lost. I think the, the other time was 2012. I, I, can't, I can't remember if Joel Parkinson won it that year. Or, um, but yeah, so Medina D'Souza, D'Souza, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. Hey, yeah, that is a possibility. Possibly. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a that was a weird time period in competitive surfing. But uh, yeah. So so anyway, so yeah, so Medina goes home empty-handed. Um, Italo is congratulations, the 2019 world champion. Uh, what a crazy year for that guy, dude. Um, so fun to watch that guy rage. I love uh their their tagline too, cause like all of his he. He, you know, his accent's super thick. He comes from a super small place. Um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of money, or, you know, from his family growing up in a pretty mm-hmm. crazy area of uh, Upper Rio. And, I mean, their whole tagline is stoked. Because, like, whenever <laughs> – and he says stoked all the time, but he can barely say it, so he says stoked. And, like, you know, in his interviews, uh, stoked. Like, oh, so stoked to get that wave. Stoked on my results. Stoked. Oh, that's and I, funny. And I, I just think that's rad, dude. Like, I mean, that, that and is. that's the best way to describe that guy is stoked. Like, you know, he, he surfs constantly. He catches a bazillion waves. Um, he's always got a smile. He's always pushing himself. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty psyched the guy won. Pretty rad. That is amazing. That, and it's just he literally just seeing the spelling of it and adding that D. Stoked. Still good. <laughs> uh, so congrats to Italo and Kelly. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people were rooting for him to win that. 
sorry, my microphone just almost fell. Uh, a lot of people were rooting for him to win that, that event, but uh, still, to get the Vans Triple Crown of Surfing, that is a prestigious title to earn. First time since 1998 he's won that. What do you think he's next, man? Do you think he's going to come back? Is he going to pull the same old Kelly routine of just we'll see? <laughs> what do you think? Dude, there's a lot of people talking about it. Hey, if anyone out there, you got to go to Stab Magazine and check out the interview oh. with um, uh, Joel Tudor um, that they did. It's hilarious. They talk about Kelly and Joel Tudor said the funniest shit ever. Because, you know, before the event, everyone is like, you know, is he going to retire pipe if he wins it? Is he going to choose if he makes the Olympics? Is he going to retire at the Olympics? And Joel Tudor is just like going off. He's like, fucking retire already. Like, <laughs> dude, he's all, I'll be so pissed at you if you, I forget what he said, but if he retires at, at the Olympics and two foot fucking beach break, fuck, rah, like he's cussing. Dude, it's hilarious, dude. Oh, it's, that's, it is really funny. And if you know Joel Tudor, um, I mean, dude, the guy is so headstrong. It's a great one. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, was he gonna, you know, it's in what, um, in Japan? I mean, the way, I mean, that would be kind of an, anticlimactic as well, you know, if he retired, it'd be cool, it'd be cool on in writing, but you know, for surfing the sport, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, like Curran was the way he retired was awesome, he won, bounced, you know, and then literally disappeared for a while. Like that was super cool. And then he all of a sudden he re came up in the search videos. So for uh, me, that was just so fun to watch for me as a kid. Um, wait, I don't know. What do you think, dude? When's he going to retire? Who knows? I don't, I, I, I think he's just going to continue what he's always been doing. Just, he's not going to let anyone know. Maybe he doesn't even know. Um, you know, I, but I, I, I'm seeing, I went to stab and the only thing I see here is, uh, is Kelly being quoted as saying, I might have to do one more lap. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah i i don't you're right though i mean it would be weird for him to go out and shitty japan surf did you hear by the way i, I know we're looking way ahead uh, the 2024 summer olympics are going to be hosted by i think in paris but because tahiti is part of french Pol polynesia and i don't know if french polynesia is its own sovereignty if they're a province as part of france but the but france announced that in for the 2024 olympics um, Chopu is going to be the spot for surfing. I did hear that. It's that's crazy. That's, that's dude. I'm I'm impressed. Like they're going to have it at such such a dangerous place. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I I, mean I, I I haven't looked into the rule book, but I like are you know landlocked countries allowed to enter? Like, I mean, what do you, are they going to have to put like full body suits, like like uh, NFL pads and helmets on some of the guys? I mean, I don't know. I got to look into the rule book. Well, I know the ISA plays a huge role in, in uh, which surfers qualify. It's a combination of ISA rules, and then they implement WSL scores. So I don't think a surfer who's landlocked will have much of a chance, just because they do have to earn points through the, through the various ISA events, which I know, again, are concurrent with the WSL. Um, so I don't, I don't think that. so. I, I, I was on the United States team. And we won the ISA World Championships, mm -hmm. um, and that's one of my biggest claim to fames. I won the uh, Pan American Cup, which was an ISA sanctioned event. So I, I had one uh, junior world title to my name. Wow! Is, yeah, amazing. I like yeah, claim to fame. It all went downhill from there. Is my joke? Um, <laughs> yeah. Where's that? Where's that trophy right now? Um, you know what? That's one of the trophies I saved. It's so weird. I threw away hundreds of trophies. Did you? And, yeah, I did. Why? 
oh, that guy just didn't mean much to me anymore. And there's so okay. many boxes, but, but I, I saved that one. And then I saved the one where I got second Andy at the pro junior at, and Huntington. I would I save know. that too. Those two just meant a lot to me, but, um, getting back to the ISA games, like, yeah. I, there was guys like countries that just went to, to be there. So I'm curious, like how far down the ranking they would go. And they were super <laughs> cool. Like, man, they had like classic guys that just like, Oh, I love surfing. I try surf like once a year. Like I'm here. I made it like it was, amazing. It was, yeah. It was so much fun. Those ISA events and, um, the whole ISA organization. Um, I know, uh, Fernando had a huge part of that founder of uh, reef. Um, and I, you know, but I'm curious, I'm curious, like, I, I'm excited to watch the Olympics, like what countries will be there. And, you know, are we going to have some spoilers and some cool golds mm. and silvers? I want to see it. Mm. Yeah, no. you're, you're, so you're asking like, will Switzerland have a representative in the Olympics? Yes. Even though they're, they're a total landlocked country. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, we, shall yeah. we shall see. We shall see. We shall. So, all right, O-Dog. Well, I think that was a great Pipe Masters recap. Um. Yeah, so that's it for the season, and uh, and and yeah, I don't know when we're gonna come back. I mean, we're gonna publish one more podcast from an old interview we've done, um, and then who knows who's next? Are we gonna be back before the next decade? Dude, we're gonna I take one know. more. Yeah, well, who knows? Let's leave right. it. That. Hey, you know well, what? Though? We, yeah, it's it's gonna be twenty twenty, dude. That's a rad sounding year. So let's blow it's it up. Sound, yeah, in a new decade, the twenty twenties fucking nuts it is crazy another decade in the books well if we don't talk to you until next decade thank you everyone for listening oh dog love you and if we do uh, we'll do one more show uh, of the decade but uh, merry christmas to everyone and whatever else you celebrate all uh, right yeah. ha- happy holidays in a bit <laughs> 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 <laughs>With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.